Godfather Justin Waltz. Godfather Josh Waltz. And it's time for Straight Talk with the Brothers. What you need to know about the elections. Because every nobody's talked any politics, right? I mean, it's been like totally silent here for the last year. I have heard nothing about anybody and we've been holding ourselves in and somebody's got to say something so we got b wolfman jack wolf on the show (laughs) with us today father good to be with you brandon wolf uh one of our main contributors and i'm gonna give it to josh for a little straight talk so the the big thing is here is we want to talk about on this uh, this segment is not you know the the election and the all the different you know points of view and all the different uh, you know issues at stake. What we really want to talk about here is uh, Jesus. <laughs> That's right. That's <laughs> more, a good more place. than anything. Because, Vote for Jesus <laughs> because when we wake up on Wednesday morning, because we're probably not. Who knows when the heck we're going to know who's right. the, who's elected? Whenever that happens, Joe Biden, Donald Trump. Justin Waltz. Justin Waltz. <laughs> what, you know, in the end, in the end, what really matters? Right. And I think this is a hugely important issue or uh, thought to take with you if you're Catholic, if you're Christian, right? Mm-hmm. Because what has happened with our politics nowadays, I mean, for a lot of people, it is the religion. Even if we call ourselves Christian, it's think of how God. much time when you're spending time with friends or family. How much time do you spend talking about politics and how much you care about it? And how much time do you spend talking about Jesus and how much you talk about it? I'm willing to bet Jesus is not like in the top 10 things that you talk about with your family and those close to you. Exactly. Okay. So mask, no mask. Right. Exactly. exactly. I mean, in our family, there's like two priests. So sometimes I'm kidding. (laughs) Still a lot of politics. Right. But what, uh, one of I think a th- real important thing to think uh, to focus on is and to ask yourself is let's say it is Wednesday morning right you wake yeah. up uh, we have uh, somebody that's been elected president right is that going to if it's not the person that you want is that going to wreck your day your week your year your next four years right. if it does my argument is your focus is in the wrong place mm-hmm. your savior. What you're looking to for salvation is coming from someone other than Christ. Would you we, be Would you be willing to say too? Because that that I mean, I think everybody that's a really good point. I mean, and just hearing that from me right now, right? Because there's a lot of energy out there surrounding this stuff. But could you say it also that if you wake up Wednesday morning and you know whoever it is that you want to win, that makes your day, <laughs> right? You know, your year, your next four years. And your thoughts aren't on the Lord. I mean, really and truly, I mean, the church is definitely and always has been concerned with the secular world. But first and foremost, the church is concerned with the church and Jesus. Absolutely. And what happens in the secular world, and this is something that I think we miss a lot. We miss a whole lot. um, And I fall into it all the time. I think everybody does, right? When we look at the way we vote, um, the things that we support, right? We can focus so much on the reality of those things in the here and now on this earth. But if we read the gospel, if we start from Adam and Eve, go all the way through, 
follow salvation history from beginning to end. Everything that Christ has situated on this earth, the laws that he has given, the directives that he's given, the commandments, all of these things, they are not directed to ordering everything perfectly here on this earth. Mm -hmm. They are directed towards ordering our souls to heaven. Yeah, period. First, I mean, he says it over and over again. I got to go to Jerusalem. I'm going to suffer. I'm going to die. What does Peter say? God forbid. Surely you shall not do that. Why? Because you're the Messiah and you're going to set everything right in this world. What does Jesus say? Get behind me, Satan. Yeah. It has nothing to do with making sure everything's right in this world. Just uh, readings uh, earlier this week, you know, during uh, when he was around uh, Galilee and Herod's there, right? And they're saying, hey, you got to get out of here, man. Herod's trying to kill you. Christ says, you tell that fox such and such and so and so. Yeah. I cast out demons. Yeah. I don't care what and I'm gonna write he's going to do. I'm going to be here today I'm going and tomorrow, to bro. Right. I ain't exactly. going anywhere. Exactly. Jesus is today, yesterday, and always. So, so just real quick, too, this is Straight Talk. So we want you to call in if you have any uh, questions or get on Facebook. The number, 877-795-0122, 877-795-0122. And, you know, I think uh, to, to go to that point, you're right. I mean, if, if you think about the – when we think about – the president of the United States, we think about like global constructs, right? When you think about Jesus uh, in his earthly ministry, it is pretty insignificant. 100%. I mean, like he comes into this no-name town of Nazareth, born in the no-name town of Bethlehem, maybe gets to a somewhat uh, small teensy-weensy political power in Jerusalem under a Roman procurator. And dies a horrific slave's death. And, and then out of, that's what changes the world. It's not, it's not Donald Trump. It's not Joe Biden. It's not these, these big, God never works in these big, huge constructs. It's always his ideas, as we were watching last night. Right. It's his great ideas coming through and working through the mess of humanity, yep. of our bloodshed, of our hatred, of our corruption, that somehow <laughs> that this, these golden nuggets rise to the top in the midst of all of that. Yeah, that's right. And sometimes, right, sometimes it's, it comes uh, during times of peace or when things seem to be going well, right, where God's will uh, gets to be known. But also, he allows super terrible things to happen too. I mean, if you look at what happened with Israel all throughout the Old Testament, right, when were they most faithful to God? After they had fallen, <laughs> when it was they over. had been completely destroyed, <laughs> and they're like, oh, crap. Yeah. I, I do need God. Well, right? that's usually okay. The now same God's case. will can go forward. Yeah. So even if something you know happens that we don't want to happen, sometimes that's the only way He can get our attention. We focus so much on Christ and and His love and His mercy, which is uh, we should, mm-hmm. right? But we forget. We like to forget a little bit about that whole justice thing. That in sin, there's a way. That's where God's justice really is known. Right when we mm-hmm. refuse to turn away from it. And then things start to go downhill. And that's something that is absolutely just a part of sin. We can't fix that. We can't correct that. That is what sin is. When we sin, when we miss the mark, when we're not going towards God, only bad things can happen. Right. But the beauty of it, and this is where God's mercy and his justice are seen at the same time, in those bad things happening, sometimes that's what converts our heart. That's and, almost and Christ says, all the time. Exactly. And so it doesn't really, at the end of the day, matter. Read the Gospels. Well, and here's the thing, folks, too, uh, if you're listening, that, you know, I mean, 
over and over and over again, God says, if you look in the, in the scriptures, he says, I, I am your father, I am your Lord, I am your king. And, and humanity constantly doesn't, seems to, for some reason, push that away. And in all reverence, God says, you know, he reverences free will. And like we were talking about last night, he says, you know, they're like, we want a king. We want to be like every other nation. We want a king. And he says, you don't want a king. Let me tell you what a king's going to do. Right. He's going to take your women. He's going to take your men. He's going to put them in warfare. He's going to tax you. He's going to abuse you. He's going to exploit you. And they're like, but we still want a king. And so God says, okay, Here you go. if that's what you want, that's what you're going to get. And, and I think this is not something that God does to punish us. It's just something that he allows to happen because, as you know, I, I, I've say this quote a, a thousand times, but and I've never really found it. <laughs> but that's yeah. that's a Waltz thing. Yeah. You know, you hear it quote. Yeah. It, it was it. attributed to uh, Fyodor Dostoevsky when he said, okay. "There are two ages of mankind: from the rise of man to the death of God, and from the death of God to the annihilation of man." <clears throat> because what happens is, is God is there, His ideas, and and that's human flourishing, and then all of a sudden, human flourishing gets so high. That we say, well, we don't need God. Mm-hmm. And then we annihilate each other, and it all begins again. Mm-hmm. So it's, it, it, it plays on and on and on again. But if you, if you are listening and you think that Donald Trump is going to solve the problems of America, or you think that Joe Biden is going to solve the problems of America, you are sorely mistaken. The only thing that is going to save this country is Jesus Christ. And until we return to that, we, there might be a reprieve. You know, right. uh, but but the violence is going to keep happening. It's going to get more and more and more right. until we return right. to our roots. And the reason why I I like talking about this is because I think in all of this, so this is not meant to be a downer in any way, shape, or form. This no, it's is an meant, upper. This is exactly. This is meant to be an upper. This is meant to be something down. that brings you <laughs> freedom. Right. This is meant to bring you freedom. Yeah. Right. Because yeah. here's the yeah. thing: I don't care who the human person is; they're a human person. And Christ in no way, shape, or form. There's one place in the Gospels, you'll see it in each of the synoptics, but it's the same story, right? Where does Christ promise that things are going to be perfect in this world? He says Mm -hmm. one time that you will gain a hundredfold more, right, in this life. But he's, as far as I can tell, unless you guys know of other ones, that's the only place where he says it. All of the rest of the Gospel, everything, Mm -hmm. his healings, raising people from the dead, none of that is for the benefit of the people in the here and now. It is so that their faith might be strengthened, so that they can align themselves to God. Why? So that they can spend the rest of eternity with him in heaven. That's the whole point of everything. The only thing that Christ promises us in this life, and he says it over and over and over and over again, you will be persecuted. Right. You will suffer. Even when he you says, will be hated. Even in one of the, I think it's not really says you will, you know, you receive a hundredfold right. with persecution. Exactly. <laughs> That's, I got that right here. And, I mean, yep. even that, even exactly. the hundredfold is coming with yep. some. I some think, suffering. you know, what's flushing out in my mind right now is that a few different things. First off, let me begin with there is the, and obviously we believe in the Old and the New Testament, but there is, there is the Old Testament perspective where you have uh, the Lord. Well, let's just put it this way, that the political sphere of Judaism was one uh, within their country, and subsequently then their, their relationship with the world was one with their religion. You know, so the king was the anointed, you know, uh, along with the high priest of, of the time. And that it really imploded on itself by the time we get to Jesus. They don't even recognize God, and they end up killing him. And they're under Roman occupation and all of this mess. But I think if we take that and we look at 
what uh, Wolfman Jack here is flushing out and, <laughs> and say, look, there is a difference between Christ's new kingdom of God, and which is the fulfillment of Ju- the, the, the Davidic kingdom. So we are no longer in that sphere any longer. We are now in the world, but not of the world, which means that can Christian Catholics occupy political office and subsequently desire to conform you know, law and then human behavior to the gospel, yes. And we do desire that. And we've been seeing some of that lately. I mean, I'm going to reference our Catholic sister, saintly woman, uh, Amy Comey Barrett, the new Supreme Court Justice. I mean, that in my mind, everyone, we witnessed a miracle happen with her appointment. And we as a church have something to be so unbelievably proud of that is the she is the absolute essence of real fe- femininity she's totally successful she's totally educated she's totally married she's a total mom she's everything and you know the world would rather have you believe that you can't do that so or she's I, dangerous right and i so i couldn't be prouder, prouder of her and so when we when we have something like that I, I, I do feel that, that Jesus is, is behind that and you know, wants to end abortion, right, with the overturning of Roe v. Wade, hopefully by her hand and Kavna's hand is another Catholic, and the list goes on, okay? Um, but that being said, as, as Father Wolf has mentioned, Christ doesn't pray for the world. He prays for us being taken out of the world. Persecution is inevitably ours. Um, and so we are in the world but and not of the world, and too many times, maybe right now, I think that we're approaching uh, this 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 whole you know political realm, government, all of these things from an Old Testament standpoint, in which God is just you know totally imbued in all of this stuff, and therefore, if we could just you know get whoever the person is, well, that would solve all of our problems. Well, it it doesn't. I think it, so I, I was talking. Well, six months ago, I was having this really interesting conversation with, and we'll get into it, but the point of this person was, well, hey, Reagan was a great president, right? Yeah, Reagan was a Christian, right? Yeah. Well, he had a Republican Congress. Why didn't he get rid of abortion? And I thought to myself, you know, that's, I don't know. You know, I mean, I, I mean he should have, right? And so, so that is the real question. Like, it doesn't matter what party has been in a lot of the times. We still end up with these diabolical evils. And for those of us who are of Christ, I think that's what's most upsetting about it. We look at, you know, the legalization of, of, of gay marriage. We look at 63 million children that have been killed. You know, we look at all of this trash that has existed. And, and then we look at the, our faith that we love and the, and the people that we love. And we say, well, if we could just get this movement going, well, that would change it. And, you know, hopefully it does. But Jesus, until we return to him, and when you have been hearing me say this on the last several shows, I mean, I want to get in back into the private revelation. I'm telling you, <laughs> oh, praise God, it's, no, not, it's not just coming, it's here. And, and this the humanity has got to learn that until we get back to Jesus and return to his mercy and, and, and him and his laws, and his faith, he's not going to let this... All of these things are symptomatic of a rotten soul of the world right now that the devil has absolutely polluted. And he's not going to let any political anything uh, achieve something unless it's absolutely and fundamentally based on him so it goes back to him so that the world can say, oh, 
You know what? It was Jesus that did it, not us. And that's the real real problem right now. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. We're on Straight Talk with the Brothers. Please call in if you have any questions or get on Facebook, 877 We'd love to hear your questions. I think what, uh, speaking to that point, too, is I think that most of the time how you see Jesus is through the saints. <clears throat> and so I think I think – Regardless of what happens, I think that you're going to see over the next couple decades the, some of the greatest saints in the Catholic Church, hands down. Because the more persecution there is, the more the, the, the church rises. Well, you're listening yeah, to three of them right now. St. <laughs> <laughs> Justin of Bismarck. <laughs> yeah, right. It's a megaphone of the Holy Spirit. <laughs> Self-proclaimed. <laughs> no, but no, that's right, right? Until we, I mean, it's not like you had President Francis of Assisi. You know, I mean, it was St. Francis of Assisi. That, and they're these right. no-name people. Right. That's, right. When he started, he had five, five followers. When he died, he had 5,000. Five years after his death, he had 50,000. And 50 years after his death, all of Europe was converted. <laughs> you know, that's the way God works. It's like coming out of nowhere, and you say, well, that who was that guy? Well, he changed The everywhere. mustard seed, right? I mean, he always yep. says God starts small, it gets big. Right? It starts with the mustard seed. You think of anything in, in all of humanity. Where does a baby start? It starts as a little, you know, embryo, and we, uh, atoms make up everything. I know? want Father Wolf to make a point here because he's trying to get in, but I just want to <laughs> say, I, uh, before we discourage everybody, this does not mean that you shouldn't get out and rock the vote <laughs> if you haven't done it already and, and, you know, vote your conscience as a Catholic. No, and, and that's so, firstly, that, that's a big part of it, right? Uh, we do try to improve things on this world. But, but the point is, my point is, right, is that we don't do it merely for our lives in this world. Yeah. So all of the things that we're talking about, all of the things that we vote about, the things, people that we try to get into places, positions of power, where they can create a Christian life for people, it's all directed towards our souls. Yep. All of it is. And so that's my biggest point. And here's the thing, right? If that is our focus our souls firstly and if christ is what we desire to have and to to have uh, within us in our hearts our souls whatever that's something that nobody can take away mm -hmm. right so you look at a mother Teresa, right you look at a saint francis okay these people it doesn't matter what you do francis went okay mm -hmm. during the time of the crusades right goes into the muslim camps goes he's not worried about dying no he's not worried about things not being exactly perfect no nope. he doesn't care about any of that mm -hmm. he's at peace this is the biggest problem i think one of the biggest problems is that we talk about needing to be happy in all of these things well there are so many different ways to be happy and we get this confused with what we're trying to say is we want to know what peace is yeah. in our hearts i'm not talking in the world i'm saying can you have peace in your own heart. Amen to that. Uh, we have Jackie on the phone from Western Kansas with a question awesome. for the brothers. Jackie, are you there? I am here. Hi, First Jackie. First thing I want to say is, how are you guys? Better than I deserve. I was really, look <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I was really looking forward to meeting you at confirmation because I'm I'm Hannah's grandma, but I can't come, or else I'd be quarantined when I come back home. Oh, but, um, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I would like to know. I've seen, I've heard about the prophecy of the three dark days for yeah. twenty or thirty years, and it's it's all coming. There's a lot of YouTube videos and things about it again. Yep. Um, some even saying that they're thinking 
you know, predicting for between uh, or sometime after Christmas. What do you got? What do you think of it? Uh, I, I got. Mean, ju- I know that. Yeah, before, Jack, before, Jack, yeah, I just got to say something. You got. I just want you to know that you have the f- the foremost expert on this stuff on this show right now, Father Justin Walsh. <laughs> we'll speak for the cool. next four hours. Yeah, on this. Yeah. Yeah. Before, before just, he jumps, Father in. Wolf, we're just we're just yeah. going to take our heads. We're going to take up. our heads <laughs> up. Before he jumps in, I'm going to say, uh, in my opinion, what matters is stay close to the sacraments, stay close to Jesus, do that every day, and then it doesn't matter if Christ comes today, tomorrow, or the next day, because then we're prepared. Amen. Father Waltz, so please go. people in my family. There's so many people in my family, I can't even talk to them about this. Yeah. They're away from the church, or the, in my home, you know, yeah. even. Yeah. Uh, people who are away from the church, and I, I can't talk to them about this. You know, I'll tell you, Jackie, this, as one who has been studying uh, and following this for 25 years, I one of the most confusing uh, and extraordinarily hard items of private revelation to interpret is, in fact, this three days of darkness. Uh, the origin of it is... Uh, there's multiple areas uh, where are different seers that have talked about it, but the one that really gave it traction was Padre Pio. And from what I've studied, the letter that is supposedly attributed to Padre Pio, nobody can totally confirm that, in fact, that letter was attributed to Padre Pio. I say that it's probably also one of the least important. Now, I, I'm not trying to minimize it, but... I, I think it's one of the most le- least important parts of all of the equation, too, because if, in fact, it's going to happen, the three days of darkness is literally the end equation uh, to a whole sequence of events that by the time we get, if, in fact, there's going to be a three days of darkness, if we, by the time we get to that three days of darkness, it will be so evident that we are in this thing and stuff is so unbelievably crazy that those uh, who are going to survive the three days of darkness with their blessed candles inside their homes, uh, hopefully with the priest and the blessed sacrament or at least praying the rosary and so forth and so on, um, will, will in fact know exactly what's going on and, and will be fine. Uh, the, the gist of it is, is sort of an Old Testament-based equation in which you had uh, you know, the ten plagues of Israel in which um, one of those, you know, was this plague of darkness. Well, in this particular plague of darkness, what's going to happen over the course of these three days, according to the letter supposedly attributed to Padre Pio, is that the entire world will be completely cleansed of the wicked, uh, and most especially of the demonic. And so very similar to what happened with Lot in the Old Testament, when, when Lot's wife looked back and turned into a pillar of salt, anybody that would go outside their door would suffer the same... Uh, general t- chastisement that's happening throughout the entire world. But I, if you're going to, if you want to study some stuff, um, first off, I'm going to give you a website. Uh, have you heard of Countdown to the Kingdom, Jackie? I have not. Okay, so there's. I'll write uh, that down. Yep, Countdown to the Kingdom dot com. Uh, Mark Mallet uh, has put this together. Mark Mallet's uh, the word now or now word. Uh, is also an incredibly, he's a Canadian man, uh, incredibly, uh, just tremendously huge source of knowledge when it comes to putting all the private revelation together. But 
um, they a few of these guys got together and they made Countdown to the Kingdom. And on Countdown to the Kingdom, uh, you will find all of the different seers from Fatima all the way to the present ones and extensive explanations uh, to why they're valid or at least worthy of our attention. Uh, you will find a timeline uh, that they scripturally back up what a lot of the seers are saying uh, based upon Revelation and the Old Testament and the New Testament prophecies from Isaiah. It's very, very, very well put together. As a matter of fact, one of these shows, uh, both uh, Daniel O'Connor, who's another creator of the site, as well as Mark Mallett, we're trying to get them on. And so we've got some emails. I've connected with one of them. He said he'd love to be on. So we're going to try to get these guys on because they're a wealth of information. But the, the big thing... The three days of darkness is not almost here. I can promise you that. What may be on the precipice, and I'm not saying this uh, as a representative of the church as a priest, it's just my own personal opinion, but I am, I, I am convinced that the illumination of conscience is on our doorstep, uh, if in fact it's true. So there's a, Thank goodness. <clears throat> yeah, well, if it happens, everybody's going to see their soul as God sees it at, at the judgment, and it, it's supposed to convert, you know, billions of people uh, back to the true faith. And I, I think, but getting back, Jackie, to what we're talking about here on, on this show, you know, a lot of people would look to politics to solve the problems. This type of global event in which it would be unmistakable that God actually did something, <laughs> you know, so everybody's like, wow, yeah. it was 15 minutes of absolute timelessness in which we all saw our, saw our soul. We all know that God exists. We all know the Catholic faith is the one true faith of God. Like that would be, you know, enough to for us for the whole world to say, well, there was a God event similar to the flood, different, you know, in which which the Lord Himself saved in a very, you know, redeeming way. So, so hopefully that answers yeah. your question. I it's uh, there's there's probably a lot more to it, but just check out Countdown to the Kingdom. I think you'll find it very uh, informational. Thanks, Jackie. Appreciate the okay, call. Great. I want to give the last word to this segment to Father Wolfman Jack. Sure, I'd just like to close with a meditation that was given to me uh, by my um, spiritual director. Director, uh, my last year in seminary. It was great, and it has a lot to do with what we're talking about here when things start getting, we get worked up or we're wanting God to kind of fix things in the here and now. Um, he was talking about what is the real difference between St. John and St. Peter as regards how did John and why did John go to the cross with Christ, with our Blessed Mother, and why did Peter not? Peter, right? We know he was the one that proclaimed Christ the anointed, right? And you would think with everything that he had seen and done, he would have understood this point that we're trying to make, that Christ didn't come for the world as such, but he came for the soul of the world, the souls of the world. Peter, when it came, push came to shove, Peter could only see Christ as a worldly Messiah. He could only see him as the son of man. What made John so special why could he go to the cross? He could see Jesus not only as the Son of Man, but he saw him as the Son of God. So when he sees Christ hanging on the cross, he doesn't see a failed Messiah. He sees God's plan perfectly unfolding right before him, and he understands everything. Keep that meditation on your heart and your soul. God Nothing always has the last word. I'll never forget that. We want to thank the Wolfman for being on. Uh, incredible uh, segment with the Straight Talk with the Brothers. And uh, we're going to be coming back after the break. We're going to be going around the world in 60, 60 seconds. seconds. And we're going to be taking the Miracle Mile 
with our convert, Eric Lowe, uh, and regular contributor to the Sons of Thunder. We'll see you in just a little bit. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. <laughs> 